A blessed Sunday to you everyone. Welcome to our Sunday worship service online. And today, before I will have my message, allow me to greet our brothers and sisters in the Lord. A blessed Sunday to you and to your family. Now, don't forget, can you spare one or two minutes to just comment in our comment section, if you are watching from Facebook, the names of your family and friends so that they can be notified that we are having our live stream today. And also, if you are watching from our YouTube channel, please don't forget to share it in your timeline and in your GCs so that you can share the gospel and we can help bring impact through Jesus to our community. Now, if you are also here together with us in our Zoom worship service, can you please do a thumbs up, knowing that God is good. Can we do that? Or you can also chat in our chat box, God is good. We are here because of God's goodness and faithfulness today. And my prayer is that we'll continue to live day by day with His faithfulness that surrounds us. Beloved, if this is your first time also to be with us and joining us in this worship service, please comment below first time because our online ushers would like to engage and connect with you and we would like to give to you our first-timers electronic gift pack that we prepared just for you. Okay, so I hope that everyone is excited as we continue our series growing together, especially during these changing times. Now, as we begin the message, allow me to start with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, God, for this beautiful, beautiful day, a day to worship you, a day to thank you, a day to adore your name together as your church, together as your children. Lord God, we pray that the message that I will be delivering today is going to be not mine, but actually it's going to be through the Holy Spirit. And may your Holy Spirit, O oh God, be our greatest teacher as we continue to dig deep upon your word, how to respond right, especially during these transitions that we're facing, the changing times, and the circumstances where we might be so challenged. We might be undergoing right now some difficulties in life. And Abba Father, it is our prayer that as we move forward together, we will not just be thriving upon this situation, but rather growing even more like Christ together. So Father, have your way now as we have this message today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and Amen. Now church, we are in our part 4 of our series, Growing Together in Changing Times. Last Sunday, we talked about listening to God's whisper. And today, we will be discussing about asking what instead of of why. You know, during the times of transitions in life, during the times where we can have some hardships, we can have some difficulties, or probably even victories, I believe that sometimes, if, especially if we are being caught up in any situation, we usually ask the question, why? Why, Lord of all people, ako pa? Why of all people, it's my family being affected? Why of all people, I am the one greatly affected in my business, in my career, in my relationship, in my dreams and hopes in this life that God has given me. We always have that question, why? And the more we dig deep into that why question in life, the more we have that struggle. Today, beloved, we will be learning from the Word of God that instead of asking the why questions in life, or maybe asking God, Lord, why? in our prayers, God is directing us that if we want to grow together, as a family, as a church, as a group of friends, it might be your ministry, it might be your D-groups. God wants us to focus on the why questions. 
But God is also really wants us to glorify Him by digging deep. Not only the whys, but the what question. So maybe for the past few weeks, we dig deep upon those whys. Now we focus on the whys. Why, Lord? Why during this pandemic? Why during calamities? Why during all these things that going on in my life right now? And probably right now, you, you might feel that God is silent. As we focus on the whys, God is silent and not answering to what's the reason behind all these things going on. Beloved, again, as God wants us to focus in the why question, He wants us to go beyond that. He wants us now to focus on the what questions. And I believe that all of us really wants to grow deeper upon discovering, asking what instead of why. And today, beloved, well, let's start up with our foundational text or verse through this message. What the Bible is telling us about asking God for what instead of why. So, it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, Above all the things that's happening in our lives, especially those th things and times and circumstances that is not favorable to us, the circumstances that we, are, we feel like we are down, remember this. This is non-negotiable and this is from the Word of God. This must be our biblical foundation upon discovering why it is important to us as we tend to focus on the whys, but God wants us to focus on the what in every situation and circumstances, in every transition and changes that we are facing. The Word of God says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Beloved, that's the quick one foundational answer why it is important that we need to focus on the what questions rather than the why question as we continue to have and face our transition and changes, especially during this pandemic. Beloved, through this verse, allow me to share to you five truths in facing transitions and challenges in life. Now, before I proceed to this, let me ask you this personally. Are you experiencing and facing some transitions in your life right now? Maybe for others who are watching right now, worshiping with us, maybe you are facing some transitions because you might just have transitioned from one job to another. For others, there are some transitions from your business to another. For others, it might be a transition in ministry. You might be from a music ministry. Now, you are in an ushering ministry. Or maybe in your discipleship journey, you're in a transition of for new set of group of people that God has in place in your heart that you will be journeying with. Or just like here right now in Ictus Dumaguete, as we continue to have the changes and transition, as we continue to follow God's vision for His church here in Ictus Dumaguete, we're facing transitions of how to do church, like the hybrid, and how to do church online, how to do church in multiple multi-sites in our satellite communities and we are facing all these things but beloved personally in your family in your business in your career in your calling in the church i pray that these five important truths in terms of what to do especially what to believe what to stand for when you're facing transitions and changes in life please don't forget and take note of these five important things you can screenshot it so that you will be reminded, especially in what you are going through right now. So foundation number one, beloved, is this. It's found in Romans 8.28. And we know. 
Notice, and we know, it means that we, this word we is not referring to anyone, but to all people, to all God's children. And we know. What does it mean, and we know, in this particular verse? It means that we should know biblical foundations are important in navigating life's season. We don't get stuck in just one season in life. When right now you are elementary, probably you are watching this, sooner you will have transition when you go to high school. And when you are in high school, there will be a transition where you will go to senior high, and then college, and after college, you will find a work. And then after finding a work, maybe you're planning to have your own family, and you have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend, you got engaged. And then after that, you will form your own family, you get married, and then have children, and take care of your children, and let your children grow, and all the more to the senior years in our lives. Beloved, every day we're facing a lot and different changes and transition. And you know what? One thing that we will observe and realize is this. We are fast changing. We are not just changing, but we are actually fast changing, especially during this time of pandemic. Now notice this and remind yourself about this. When you're facing changes and transitions in life, know that biblical foundations are important in navigating life's season. That is why last Sunday, if you miss our last Sunday's message, I want to encourage you to please watch and replay it because biblical foundations are very, very important. Our discipline in rootedness, in fruitfulness, in terms of abiding in the vine and the word of God in our lives is very important. That's what makes us wise during these changing times. And number two, beloved, it says in the verse, and we know in all things, okay? What does it mean in all things? It means that we are in sanctification process in our everyday journey. Remember that as we have our ups and downs in life, know this. When we are going up, we feel so good, blessed, so abundantly blessed and favored by God. And even in the midst of crisis of sickness, bankruptcy, and any other challenges, know this. As we live for God and follow God day by day, we are in that sanctification process. So first, we need to have the sets of biblical foundations. Secondly, we should understand and be aware of that we are in a sanctification process day by day. And thirdly, and we know in all things God works for the good. Now, not for the worst or for the bad, but for the good and the best for us. Now, notice this. God's love is shown through His works in our lives. Remember this. God works in our uptime and God works in our downtime. And His work, okay, notice, God's love is shown through His works in our ups and downs in our lives. Beloved, that's the third truth that we need to have as a foundation in terms of what's going to be our stand and anchor when we are in transition and changing times. Now, fourthly, and we know in all things God works for the good of those who love Him. What does it mean for us? The fourth foundation is, surrendered life to Christ is required to be anchored. It is not enough to have that Christian knowledge in our mind. But we must have the heart to totally surrender, especially for the times where we are in doubt, especially in the times where we cannot really understand what's going on. We are overwhelmed by hurts, pain, and challenges, and problems. We cannot understand ourselves anymore. We cannot understand situations anymore. We cannot even sometimes understand our relationship with God. We feel like we're so far away from Him. 
but we know that He is there, beloved. Fourth important foundation. When time comes that you're in transition, when times comes that you're in a changing situation, surrendered life is very important. That after all the challenges and the struggles that we face, our period in every area and season must be not my will, but your will. Of those who love Him, God is requiring a surrendered life. And lastly, beloved, it says, of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. According not to our plans and purposes, but according to His plan and purposes in life. What does it mean for us? It means God's purposes will prevail no matter what. God's purposes will prevail to bring glory and honor to Him alone. That as we live for God, and we work for God, and we serve for God, and we worship God, remember this, all these things are not our own. All these things, no matter you're a businessman, no matter you are a family person, no matter, you're, no matter what, you're a single person, right now you are having your career, having your ministry, remember this, all these things, it's not about us. All these things will start with God's grace and it will end up with His grace so that we will have that awareness that His purposes will prevail. In your sickness, God's purpose will prevail. In your bankruptcy or death financially, His purposes will prevail. In your broken relationship, in your family relationship, in everything that you have financially, materially, skills, ministry, everything, God's purposes will prevail. And at the end, we should be aware that we will be bringing glory and honor to Him alone. Beloved, I hope and pray, screenshot this part in this series, in this sermon today, because this is very important, especially if we feel we have that season where we're facing different challenges and testing. And not only that, maybe you feel like, Pastor, I'm okay right now. I think I don't need this message today. Listen to this. Maybe you're so blessed right now, but maybe this afternoon, tonight, or maybe this morning, or probably tomorrow or next week, there will be people that God will be bringing in your life that are so heavily burdened. And God will use you to lift them up and to have Christ in their life. So listen to this carefully and share this. And I pray you're not just listening, but rather you're also putting it in your heart and leaving it out so that we will be ready to become a blessing to other people as well. So beloved, five truths in, in facing transition and challenges in life. Now, we will be answering the question, the transition question, how to ask God what instead of why in the midst of transition? Again, if we are being challenged, if we are hit by a deep and heavily laden situation or circumstances in life, it is common and normal for us that we struggle. And during the time that we struggle, during the time that we are mourning upon that situation. We're sad. We're heavily laden during that time. Sometimes it's so far beyond to focus on the what question, but our hearts is filled with the why questions. But today, beloved, God wants us to have that mental shift, to have that shift of paradigm shift or the change of focus. I don't know about you right now if you're facing a lot of different challenges from right to left, front to back, but my prayer for you today that as we move forward together as a family, that as a child of God, we can rise above our challenges 
and we can grow together as a family and we can be wiser enough and we can become more like Christ as we discover the what questions and we need to respond right in different situations. So beloved, let's discover how to ask God what instead of why in the midst of transitions. So number one, beloved, is this. Remember that when you find yourself asking God why, okay, what to do? Don't feel, oh, it's bad that I ask why. You know, it says in the Bible, even in the characters in the Bible, the characters in the Bible, even in their personal encounter with God or with Jesus, they even have that questions in life about why? Why Lord? Why God? If you will look at again the Bible, look at the life of Moses. Moses asked, why you deal ill with your servant? In Numbers 11, 11. And David asked, Oh Lord, why do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Psalms 10, 1. And then Habakkuk asked, Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Is it familiar right now? The injustice that's going on in our situation and in the world? Yes, it's true. Even Habakkuk asked that. In Habakkuk 1.3. And then Job. We know Job, right? The Bible, the book before the book of Psalms. Job suffered a lot. And you know what? If you want to really know the heart of Job, you can go there and check it out in the book of Job. But one, of the, one part of Job's um, why question is this. Job asked, Why have you made me your target? Job 7.20. And then even the disciples in times of Jesus, the disciples asked, why was this man born blind? John 9, 2. And even Jesus himself, at the cross, he said this. On the cross asked God, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, beloved, the why questions and emotions are aren't bad at all. It is not wrong to experience grief or anger or any other emotion when we are going through a hard time. Tama? There are really, really times that we're so hard up and beaten by life situation and circumstances. And normal for us to say, why of all? And we have a lot and hundreds of why questions. You know, human emotions are natural, healthy. Even Jesus experienced grief and got angry. It's okay to ask God our why questions, okay? It is okay to tell God how we're feeling. He already knows anyway because He is um, an omniscient God an omnipotent God and an omnipresent God. And you know what? He wants Him, Himself, He wants His presence to be included during the time that we are being hard up. He wants us to go back to Him. He wants us to draw closer to Him again. But eventually, we have to surrender to what God wants us to, wants to teach us. You know, in the Bible, God didn't always answer their questions, just like these questions. Right away, God doesn't answer. But He did let him know He was God. He was in control. And He understood things they could not. But eventually, we have to surrender to what God wants to teach us. Remember this. Listen to this carefully. Our whys must make us closer to Him. And our whats must make us what? More like Him. Okay? Our whys must get our attention, and must draw us closer to Him. Lord, why of all? It must let us draw closer to Him. And our what questions must make us more like Christ 
in terms of our response. Beloved, remember this. We need to go beyond the whys and focus on the what's. So, today, how to ask God what instead of why in the midst of transitions? Let's discover four important points, four important questions to ask God in your prayer, in your meditation, in your time of fasting, that instead of why, these four what's must be included. So let's discover it now. The very first one is a question of theology. The question is, what do you want me to learn about who you are in this season? If you're praying right now and you don't know what's going on, you're confused at this very moment, the very first question that you need to ask is this, the question of theology. You can pray like, Lord, what do you want me to learn about who you are as my God? in this time, in this season that I am in. And I believe that all of us can always receive and believe Psalms 18.30 of who God is. It says, As for God, His way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in Him. What does it mean for us? Three things. Number one, we need to understand that for God, his, he is perfect in all His ways. See that? It means that nothing comes as an accident when God moves. Number two, we need to rely, just like in the five truths, when we are facing transition and changes, we need the biblical foundation. How? By reading, meditating, and learning from the Word of who God is and how He operates. Because it says in the second phrase in Psalms 18.30, the Lord's Word is flawless. First, we need to understand God's ways are perfect. Nothing is an accident. Number two, we need to dig deep upon His Word because His Word is flawless. We need to have that biblical foundation. And thirdly, for those who draw closer to Him, that's why instead of asking why, we need to focus on what. But before we encounter the what, God will, give, will make us pay attention to Him and remind us to draw closer to Him the time that we ask the questions, why? And during the time, the Lord will what? This is His promise. For those who come to Him, for those who will take refuge upon Him, what will happen? Whatever situation that person may have, He will be the shield. He will be comforted. He can find rest. So beloved, how about you today? Are you full of why questions? Why God of all people, I'm the one being hit by this season? Why Lord, you're a good God, but why you make these things right now, you know, being done to the community and to other people, especially to the children? Why Lord? But instead of asking the why, focus on the what question. What do you want me to learn about, the, about who you are in this season? And I believe that God will surely reveal it to you. That's the question of theology. Now, the second question is this. As we shift from the question why, we need to now ask the question what. Now, before I go to the second question, this is my reminder in terms of focusing in the question of theology. When things do not go as the way you expected them to be, remember this, huh? go straight up to God, knowing who He is and what He can do 
to your situation. So again, this is as you have the question of theology, know who He is. Encounter Him personally and know what He can do in your situation. So beloved, question number two is about the question of identity. After the question of theology, who God is, let's now have the question of identity. What is the what question in terms of our identity? We can pray to God during our downtimes, during the time that we are confused or in doubt in any given situation in life. Lord, what do you want me to discover about myself in this situation? Maybe by praying that God will show you how fearful is your heart, how worried is your heart, how easy you are to drift from God's presence and God's voice to the worldly and personal and even the enemy's voice in your heart. And maybe during that time, we will realize how weak we are. Without Christ, we can do nothing. But with Christ, maybe we can realize if we ask this prayer in one of our questions in life, Lord, what do you want me to discover about myself now that I am bankrupt, now that I have broken relationship? And I believe that the Lord will show it to you. Remember, beloved, if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, I believe that we still face a lot of different challenges, right? But in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, when we talk about our identity, please take note of this. That as a Christ-centered believer and disciple of Jesus, just like Paul, he encourages and instructed Galatia, the, the Christians in Galatia. And he declared this, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. That's Paul's identity. When he said, I have been crucified with Christ, it means all my self-centeredness, all my pride, all my worldliness has been crucified with the cross of Christ. You know, if you will look at here, cross is a worst case symbol because it's death. But if we will look at Christ and the act of Christ in that cross, we will surely realize how good it is that because of that cross, because Jesus was crucified, now we have this freedom in following Him. And just like Paul, beloved, God is telling us, I have been crucified with Christ. It means as believers today, we're not no longer living for our own comfort, for our own ways, for our own ways and, and thinking, but rather we, are, we have been what? Crucified with Christ on that cross. And we're no longer living for our own. Now, it, Paul said in Galatians 2.20, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Remember, beloved, that before anything else, before all the hardship, or maybe during the hardship, put this as a foundation of your identity. You might be facing material, financial, and earthly challenges and problems right now. After one problem to another, don't ask God, why, Lord, from one problem, and here comes another, and here comes another, and here comes another one. Lord, why? Of all people, remember this. Problems will exist because we are living an imperfect life. We are living in a very sick and broken world. And it, we, are, we are actually prone to have problems as we continue to live in this world. But the good news is this. We are not living for our own. That is why if we are handling many, many problems, earthly, personal, 
material, financial, health problems, relational problems. Remember this, we cannot do it in our own. Remember your identity. You are not of your own. You are in Christ Jesus. That is why it is so clear in John 15, Abide in me and I in you. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. But through me, you can bear much fruit. Beloved today, check your identity by asking that question. If you feel like you're in a very difficult situation, instead of asking, why, Lord? Ask yourself, Lord, what do you want me to discover about myself in this situation? Can I see myself as being strong in faith? Or can I see myself as weak in faith? And the Lord will show you a way out in whatever season you are in. Beloved, remember that in every challenging circumstances, we know that God is at work. First, remember this, He is at work in our character. And secondly, then with our circumstances. Remember, beloved, that God is not in a hurry. One problem that we have in terms of how we respond to problem is this. In God's perspective, He is not in a hurry. But we, as people, we want problems to be solved automatically, right away, in a hurry mode. Because we want to proceed to the next, and to the next, and to the next. Beloved, always remember this. God is not in a hurry, you know, even in solving our problems. But I want you to understand this. Before He can change, before He can intervene, before He can you know, solve a certain challenge or problem or trial that we are facing. Remember this note. Very, very important. You might have that question right now. Why, Lord, I am suffering for over a year now, three years, five years of this challenging situation that I am in. But why, oh Lord, why this is so oh, so long right now, that the suffering that I'm taking is so long? Beloved, remember this. Your ways are not God's ways and your thoughts are not God's thoughts. But notice this. In every challenging circumstances, we know that God is at work. First, He works in our character. He wants us to change. He wants us to become more like Christ and the way we respond to situations in pain, in hurts, financial bankruptcy, in our broken relationship and any other challenges and any other changes and transition we might face. And secondly, when we are already finished being worked out with God in our character, then He will surely work out our circumstances. Even to me personally, that's always how I look at how God works in my personal life. Even way, way back during the time that I am still a young people, I've become a young adult, and now as I continue to serve God, I usually see it as a pattern. That before God can, you know, God is powerful and automatically He can just change all things because He's powerful. Your one million debt, God can just solve it in just one day, right? Because He is abundantly full of blessing and He's powerful to do anything. But you know what? We might ask sometimes, why Lord? Why it's been so long? You know why? Because number one, God is not in a hurry and God wants to sharpen us. I believe that you will agree with me that one of the most beautiful sharpener of character and Christ-likeness in life is testing and trials. Amen? Testing and trials. That's why God said 
in First Thessalonians, give thanks in all circumstances, even in your worst pain, in your testings, in your trials. Give thanks in all circumstances because this is God's will for you so that you will be sharpened, so that you will continue to become more like Christ. In your responses, in your faith, in your emotion, in your will, God wants that for us. And beloved, remember this. God can always intervene and solve our problems, but He will never let it happen that we cannot learn from it. And those problems and pain, we cannot make it as a benefit to become more like Jesus. Remember, He is working first in our character to become more like Christ, and then He will work in our circumstances, and He will give us the victory above all things that we are passing through in life. Beloved, we need to ask the question of identity. First, the question of theology. Second, the question of identity. And the third, beloved, is this, the question of purpose. If you are facing transition and changes right now, different challenges, different testings, different problems going on right now, instead of asking God why, we should ask God, what good do you want to happen out of these changes? In our prayer, Lord, can we, can, we, can we just ask God, Lord, what do you want to reveal upon the situation, that good thing? Because you have promised it to us, all things work together for good, for us, as we are responding to your call. So what, Lord? So we need to ask that question. God might not answer you right away, day one, as you face that, but it's, God's answer will be revealed to you quickly than just continually asking God, Lord, why? Because in why question, it is an attention capture for us to draw near to God. But the what question is where His answer and the, pro- to your, that's the solution to your problems and to your testings in life. And I believe that if we have this question, especially when we pray to God, God, can you show me, God, what you really want me to do right now at this very moment, I believe that God will surely show it to you. Remember in Psalms 84:11, the word of God says, "For the Lord, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory." Notice this, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now remember this, the key here is not about, you know, God will never put you in a dangerous situation. God will never give you a problem or a burden. That's not the promise here. It means as Human as we are, living an imperfect life, living in this broken world, we will always encounter that, okay? We need that. We need that foundation. And then, but this is the good news. If we just continue to just walk uprightly, it will be Him that will what? He will never, never withhold any good thing to His children. Remember, beloved, that God is a powerful God, that even in the most worst event, circumstances in life, something can go out in that situation. That's how powerful God is. That's why sometimes we cannot comprehend. Because if you want good things, how does a mind, a human being comprehend? It must come from a good thing. But for God, it's not like that. Even in the worst situation, and we have this one great example. If we will look at it, It is not a good thing that somebody dies not for his sin, just like Jesus. But because of that death on that cross, a beautiful thing happened. We have salvation freely given today. Amen? That's how God operates. 
whether from good or bad situation, good things can happen. Just like here right now. And God is just actually giving us that reminder that we need to what? Just walk faithfully, obediently, to surrender our lives to Him, that no matter we are in uptime or downtime in life, we can always experience the beauty of His goodness, the purpose behind it. It can be revealed to you. So, that question of purpose is, you can pray this prayer like this, Lord, what good do you want to happen out of these challenges that I am facing? Show me, Abba Father. You can pray that, especially if you're so down at this very moment. Remember that something good and nothing good that God will withhold, especially to His children. Just continue to trust Him. Beloved, nothing in life comes as an accident, right? For there is always an underlying purpose behind it. It might be easily, it might be easily perceived or not. All things are under God's sovereign will for the good of His children. I hope and pray that you will be reminded by this encouragement today. You might see that situation as something that can hurt you, can let you feel sad, can, you, can let you feel lonely, can let you feel you're hurt, and sometimes you have this injustice. But remember this. Nothing in life comes as an accident. Remember that behind all things that's going on in life, even this pandemic, even this COVID right now, there's a purpose behind it. All we need to do right now, what? We need to surrender to the sovereign will. For God is a faithful and a good God. And He will never withhold good things to His children. He will never withhold His blessing and the solution to our problem once our heart is already set to you and to me. He will always give us that breakthrough in our life. So beloved, continue to focus upon God as you pass through these difficult times and seasons in life. Beloved, the last one, the last question is this. First, let's have a review. From asking why to what, there are four important questions that we need to ask if we are facing different challenges and problems right now in life. First, the question of theology, the question of identity, and the question of our purpose. The last one, beloved, is this. The question of witnessing. You can ask God and pray, Lord, what kind of testimony will I tell others about this experience? You might be thinking about your children and the next generation to come. You might be thinking about your, as you pray for your, your, your family, your friends, those who don't have Jesus in their life. As you pray for them and as you go through that time of testing and trials, ask the Lord, Lord, if I will burst out in a negative emotion, if I will give up following you, what kind of testimony will I be telling after the storm will calm down? If I will break down right now, if I will get beaten up, if I will give up, what kind of testimony will I be bringing to my children, to my wife, to the people that surrounds me, my family and friends, who don't have Jesus in their life, will my life become a good testimony? We need to ask that, beloved. Because sometimes, when we are facing a lot of uncertainties and challenges, we tend to focus inwardly. We tend to focus in our own self. We, need, we tend to focus in our personal discomfort. But God is telling us, no. Even in the midst of your testing, 
you can become a good witness in how you respond to it, in how you continue to strengthen your faith, in how you continue to thrive in the midst and in that season, and how you bring back the glory to God after the storm comes down. Beloved, Acts 1.8, we know this story. The disciples, that time, they have many doubts. They are expecting. Some even got discouraged, but they continue to put their hope upon God's Jesus' instruction, what will happen, and this is the promise. This is what God is telling them. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now notice, beloved, during this time, the context is the, 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 the disciples are not having good lives. They're being hunted. They're afraid that they might be crucified just like Jesus Christ. They are being questioned even with the Jews at this very moment because they totally devoted their lives as a disciple of Jesus. But this is God's reminder instruction for them. You will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the promise that has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. That as you go through ups and downs in life, this is God's command and this is God's promise. As I put my Holy Spirit's empowerment in your lives, you will be my witnesses. And the disciples, we know that during that time, if you will read the book of Acts, look at their testings, look at their problems, look at their trials, even to the, to the point of death, they continue to have the good witness as they follow Jesus Christ. Beloved, it is also my prayer for all of us today. In your situation, in your season, I don't know if there's a problem or a challenge or a trial that is just starting right now in your life. Be a good witness. You might be in the waiting time. You are now at the middle of your problem, of your testing, in these changing times that you're facing. You're waiting for God's breakthrough and God's solution to your problem. You are still in the process of character building to Christ-likeness. Be a good witness, especially to other people, in the midst of the storm. And beloved, if you are right now in the culminating part, or maybe you're done, you feel now the victory, of what you are going through. I hope and pray that you will not keep it for yourself, but rather witness to other people who is right there, just like you at this very moment, during the time that you are struggling with a certain pain, and now you have the breakthrough, it's time now to share it to others as well, so that your life will become a blessing. Beloved, I want to end with this quote from Pastor Rick Warren. He said this, and I quote, If you really desire to be used by God, you must understand a powerful truth. The very experiences that you have resented or regretted most in life are the ones you've wanted to hide and forget are the experiences God wants to use to help others. I want you to really get that, beloved. Okay? Those experiences that you resented a lot, those experiences that you regretted most in your life, that you are trying to hide it, to forget, past is past, but still up to now we're who good? Or maybe up to now we're carrying lots of loads. God is telling us, drop it off in my presence, feel my grace, my forgiveness, and my restoration. Why? Because it said here, 
are the these are the experiences. God wants you to have a breakthrough in your past. God wants you to be healed. God wants you to restore that broken marriage, broken life. Why? Because look at this. These experiences, God wants these things to be used to help others. And that time it will be called your ministry, your personal ministry. Beloved, I hope and pray that all of us are being reminded and encouraged that in this life that we have, we've got to focus in looking towards God upon the challenges that we have because sooner God will use these experiences and it will become our personal ministry in helping others as well. We can become a good witness of God's power, God's sovereignty, God's love through our experiences as we impart it to other people. Beloved, when we choose to open our hearts to God in these difficult situations, God can do something wonderful in the end so that through our lives and through the difficult situation, He is glorified, He is magnified, and He is honored all the way through. Beloved, again, it starts with God's grace. It will end in God's grace so that we can honor God in all things. Beloved, my prayer for you today is this. Let's have a paradigm shift. If we keep on being burdened by praying, by asking, and sometimes we feel that sudden, our hearts are being saddened because of our grief at this very moment. And we keep on asking God, why? Why? Remember this, beloved. The questions why are being used so that we can pay attention to God and can lead us to draw closer to Him. But we need to focus on the what questions so that we can be transformed and to be conformed to the, to the likeness of Christ and so that we can experience the breakthrough in, through God's power. Beloved, in asking God what, remember these four questions. And I pray that in your problems, in your testing, trials, transitions, changes in life that you're facing right now, you can pray to God heartily this kind of prayer. Like, Lord, what do you want me to learn about who you are in this season? That's the question of theology. You can pray like, Lord, what do you want me to discover about myself in this situation? That's the question of identity. And Lord, what good do you want me to what good do you want to happen out of these challenges? That's the question of purpose. And lastly, Lord, what kind of testimony will I tell others about this experience? That's the question of witnessing. And I hope, beloved, today, during your small group time, you can share and pour out your heart towards your brothers and sisters. And my prayer as well is this. Take time to ponder. And during our breakout session, please gather up and pray for one another. Our brothers and sisters needs you. Join the D-group discussion. And you, God also put you in that certain group so that you will be empowered and encouraged through the prayer and the encouragement from one another. And my prayer is this. We can discuss what we learn from this message. We can discuss these two discussion questions. Number one, why is it important to focus on what than why questions in relating to God in your transitions. Number two, 
What is that one thing that God is speaking to you through this message that you can apply in seeking God? So beloved, I hope that you will enjoy your D-group discussion. And please don't forget, this week, FBI. Again, in this series that we have in the month of October to November, we're having this campaign, FBI campaign. What is that? Blessed to reach out. F stands for find opportunity to pray and evangelize someone this week. B stands for bless a person this week with an act of random kindness. And letter I stands for invite at least one person to come with you next Sunday. And my prayer is this, let's continue to become a blessing as we always experience the blessedness in Christ Jesus. Now, let me end with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful day that you have given us to worship you, to hear your word, O God. And Lord, thank you for teaching us through your message that instead of focusing and questioning and asking you about why question, thank you for redirecting our mind, our hearts, our spirit, our lives today in digging deep in these four what questions in life. Lord, we know that you want to show to us and you want to give us that wisdom and guidance but you are waiting for our hearts to settle down you're waiting for us to slow down you're waiting for us to be ready to receive your revelation father i pray that your revelation will come now as we align ourselves especially in facing our seasons in life we want to bring back all the glory all the praises and honor in jesus name we pray Amen and amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Stay safe and stay strong always.